The Daily Rios for April 26, 2013. Feedback Friday. Hey everyone, how you doing? Closing out another week here at the Daily Rios while everybody is out at C2E2 or all the other conventions that are going on this weekend. In the past two weeks, I put out Tower Episode 4 and 5. I put out DC Noise Episode 3. Uh, two New Comics Wednesday episodes. Last week, that uh, New Comics Wednesday episode also included Marvel Now Report Card. Uh, a happy 75th birthday to Superman episode. And then I also did a comics timeline for April, which kicked off this week. Uh, about that Superman episode, it was just a bunch of mostly theme songs and introductions from Superman movie serials, cartoons, radio shows, Broadway TV shows, movies, animated movies, even record dramas. I even snuck in an appearance on the I Love Lucy TV show. So next week I'll add timestamps to that episode page so you can see where each theme song or dialogue snippet came from. Uh, I thought it was a fun way to celebrate 75 years of Superman by playing those things, uh, finding them on YouTube, and discovering Superman in other media that I didn't even know about. I mean, I'm not the biggest Superman historian by any means, but there were some fun things to, to listen to and see, and I wind up I wound up getting caught up in a lot of uh, a lot of that research. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. You can watch all those serials and all the Max Fleischer cartoons. I mean, there's just tons of stuff out there. So that was a lot of fun. Okay. <clears throat> on the Marvel Now report card episode from last week, Jamie Dunst on the CDS forum says, I'm really loving Fantastic Four. I was on board when I had heard the premise. The Fantastic Four having adventures through time and space. So basically, it's Doctor Who Adventures starring the FF. What's not to love about that? To me, the FF is the perfect team to have these kind of adventures. I should say it's been a while since I read FF comics, so I know I missed out on a lot, but I haven't had this much fun with the first family in quite some time. That's awesome. That's great. If you're enjoying this current Marvel Now run, wonderful. Keep reading it, and in about a half a year or another year or so when they start to wrap up this first storyline, um, if you like family interactions, as you said on the forum, and adventures through space and time, you should pick up Jonathan Hickman, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four, uh, at least the first trade, to give it a shot, because he also played with those concepts, and I think he played with them very well, um, and in fact, I think he, he went a little bit further, a lot further, than what's going on right now, but by all means, read this now, get it under your belt, and then, you know, pick up a first that first trade of a Jonathan Hickman FF and see what you think. Uh, Chris Beckett on Comics Timeline for April, he says, Orbiter by Warren Ellis and Colleen Duran is one of the best things I've read from Ellis. The art by Duran certainly helps as well. If you're a fan of good sci-fi stories, this is definitely for you. Highly recommended. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I love sci-fi. I really do. And this is probably work from Warren Ellis at a period where I was still sort of enamored with it, as opposed to some of his later stuff that I, you know, sort of fell off on. So I'll have to check it out. From Corey Strode, I have two emails, actually. One that he just sent, he said, this is a, a comment on the latest 
previews episode I did, which was a couple weeks back, and he says, about X-Factor, the sales on it haven't been great, and they have been flirting with the cancellation for quite a while. But unlike most series, it's not dropping with every issue. Add to the fact that Peter David has said he is writing again, I'm guessing the story is a conclusion to the series, the end of X-Factor, but that will be... But they will be launching with a new number one. But it has been reported that the end of X-Factor story will lead to the conclusion of the X-Factor comic, and it's not due to Peter David's stroke. Great. Thank you for that, for you know, bringing that to my attention. Corey then wrote a lengthy review on the Black Panther miniseries from the 80s that I gave a mention to on a Comics Timeline episode for March. So this was from last month. I won't read it all, but I'll skim through it. And he says... I don't remember if I read it at the time, which is odd since I like the character, and I enjoyed Peter Gillis's writing. However, the shadow of Don McGregor covers this miniseries for me. McGregor had wanted to do a story about apartheid during his run on the character in the late 70s, before most Americans were even aware of it, but was stopped by Marvel editorial. By the 80s, it was well known in the U.S., and it seemed like a natural fit for the character. Gillis doesn't do anything wrong with his story. It's very much an 80s Marvel book, but where Don McGregor had the Black Panther as a man in an all-too-real world, and Kirby made the character into a sci-fi fantasy character, Peter Gillis's Black Panther during this 80s miniseries just feels like a more comic book version of McGregor's character, taking some of the superficial elements and doing a safe, relevant comic. T'Challa himself feels very flat, a generic hero whose inner monologue serves to give the reader story info, rather than having it inform character and tell us who is the man inside the costume. Also, rather than using South Africa, we get a generic fictional African country ruled by evil white men who have a team of superheroes at their disposal called the Supremacists, uh, one of which is called the White Avenger. No, really, it's that ham-fisted. Skip this, pick up Don McGregor's Panther's Prey miniseries from 1991 instead. So I wrote back and said to Corey, I said, great, thank you for that. You know, I probably will find it and try to read it anyway, because as I said, I love Marvel's 80s miniseries, and I want to I be complete. I want to say that I've read them all. And if I could read Namor, and I could read The First Beauty and the Beast, um... <clears throat> I can read the Black Panther. I mean, I'm a completist. Why else am I sloshing my way through seasons and seasons of Smallville, right? I'm, I'm up to season, season seven so far. Um, you know, as, as a tangent, because uh, I think I might have mentioned this before, I finally watched Grease 2 with my girlfriend. Uh, finally watched it. I actually was Twittering while I was doing it, tweeting, I guess it is, uh, while I was watching it. And one thing I put out there was, I didn't know this, I mean, why would I? But do you know that Michelle Pfeiffer went from Grease 2 to Scarface? Now, that's a hell of a jump. And then on Twitter, Bill Dowdy said, uh, always kind of wondered if that sort of career jump ever pissed off, say, Adrian's bed. Yeah, I'd have to say so. Uh, all right, just a few more here. Jamie Dunst again, he says on the Tower episode, question, what would you think about a new Teen Titans Chronicles like what we have with Batman, Superman, and a few others? Uh, I replied to him, that those early Silver Age Teen Titans stories are fairly intact, whether they're in the showcase or did they do them in an archive? I think they also did it in archives as well. 
Um, yeah, there are some Teen Titans appearances that aren't showing up in some of that stuff. You know, I'm sure, I don't know, will, will they collect their appearance in Brave and the Bold when that finally came around near the end of that first Teen Titans series? I don't know. Um, it it, it kind of makes sense when it's Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Flash and Green Lantern. I mean, these characters were spread out amongst many titles. But the, uh, but the Titans or the new Teen Titans, you know, yeah, I don't think they need... A Chronicles. If you know, don't know what Chronicles is, Chronicles is a DC trade format where uh, they take uh, a character, like say Superman, and they reprint his stories in publishing chronology. So Action Comics number one, Action Comics number two, and then if he showed up in say World's Finest, they would throw that in where it fit in chronological order, publishing-wise, and then they'd go back to action, and then go to Superman, and go to adventure. And so you're basically reading him as he was published, not necessarily all the way straight through in one title. So it's a great format. Um, uh, you know, some of the Batman and Superman one, I, I think, are, are the longest ones so far, and Flash is pretty up there as well. I want to say they started a Justice League one, but I'm not sure about that. So Titans, nah, I don't, I don't really see it for that. I just would like them to put out a any trade collection on the Titans. Uh, something different than an archive, which they have for New Teen Titans. Something different than an omnibus, which is so expensive. Put out just, you know, some soft-cover trades of, of the New Teen Titans run. That would be great. And finally here, Chris Beckett, once again, mentions uh, Super Show <clears throat> in an email. And I just, I'm just going to read the end of it. He says... Uh, he, f he got a chance to talk to Paul French of the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, and they managed to get together and talk at Super Show. Uh, they were discussing how one of the nice things for them about the Daily Rios is that some of them, who don't necessarily add as much to the CGS forms anymore as they once did, have a chance to keep abreast of one another through the Daily Rios feedback episodes, where Paul and Chris Beckett and Bruce Ro Rosenberger and others are fairly regular feedbackers, which is cool. I never thought of that when I was thinking about feedback episodes um, for any show that I've ever done. That, well, like, I mean, yes, you know, some listeners probably look forward to certain feedback from certain, uh, you know, other listeners. Um, but, I, you know, I, I thought that was great that he, he sort of put to words that idea that, you know, we listen to these Feedback Friday episodes and we hear from other People who are also listening, and maybe they're doing other podcasts or doing other projects, so it's a way to share information. Um, I like that. That was cool. That was a, a really great feedback that I got from him to the overall show. So uh, good to know. Good to know. All right, that's it for your feedback. Friday episode, short and sweet. Uh, I have some plans this weekend, so I'm going to go out and do that. I hope everyone is going to be nice and safe and go out and enjoy the good weather if you can. Um, if you're having good weather, because I know it's still snowing in the country somewhere, which is weird, uh, I will be back next week with some more shenanigans. All right, take care. Bye.